Hey, everybody, this is Dave Hodges. I'm the host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. We're really glad to be with you in this segment. We have highly explosive and volatile content. I'm going to be letting my guest, Kathy Rubio, guide the interview because she's getting information from people that if identities are divulged, lives could be lost. And I've been involved in stories like this, so I completely understand where she's coming from. So if at times we seem a little vague, please understand. And we will point out where, hey, we can't say any more than this because of this, but there is parallel confirming information that will support what Kathy is bringing out. In fact, uh, she called me approximately, got a hold of me about two hours ago. And in that time, I've called some sources and been able to verify a good portion of what she's going to talk about. Not all of it, but a good portion of it. So I know she's right on the money. Uh, Before we get started, you know, there are people that make this show possible, and I wanted to give them the credit that they're due. First of all, we are brought to you by one of my favorites, Trade Genius Academy. Fantastic organization, education on how to make money, but they guide you while they educate you. That's unusual about this. 40 and 60% sales, depending whether it's bundled or non-bundled. The link in the description box has all the details. Go to tradelikeagenius.com. We're also brought to you by preparewithdave.com, the very best storable food out there, 40% off, 25-year shelf life, restaurant quality, preparewithdave.com. Health Masters, find out why Dave Hodges and Doug Hagman and many of us in the independent media go to Health Masters before we go to our doctor. Healthmasters.com, coupon code, code 5 to take 5% off. Those are the sponsors for the first half of this particular broadcast. As you know, Kathy Rubio is no stranger to our audience. She is our Central American expert. She has been to some of the places firsthand and has reported from these places firsthand. So this is eyewitness. This isn't I heard somebody told me. It's good data. Kathy, thank you for being, being with us. And I have to tell you, this is very disturbing information. I did a report last week and I just want to set the tone like this I did a report last week I said I'm getting word out of Honduras that there's there's a revolution that's brewing and I had gotten it from a couple of sources but the information was a little non-specific I knew that they were forcing young men young boys into divergent sides in a potential civil war but I didn't have a whole lot more I have a whole lot more that I came across in the last day I was actually preparing a podcast when Kathy contacted me on this very issue And Kathy said, well, there's a lot more than that. And she went through a few things. I don't even know the full extent of what she's going to be reporting. But YouTube demonetized my Honduras video immediately until a PBS report came out. And on that very day, all of a sudden, the video was remonetized. It just shows you the mainstream media control that they want to be in charge of what you see, what you hear, and what you think. Kathy, again, thanks for being with us. Where do we start with this breaking story? Well, I think we're going to start where we left off when I was on last week. And we were talking about how they're emptying out the prisons. And they have pre-militarily trained these prisoners in the prisons. So when they're coming out, they're trained. And they're trained to do land grabs, which is part of what is going on here. They're creating a revolution, and that revolution looks a lot like what happened in the Chiapas, where they went door to door. These are the gang members now. And all the gangs are working together. 
they're all doing this together and what they're going to do is create a scenario where each the people will be killing each other they will actually be fighting each other by the time they get through with this revolution yes some of the things that have been going on down there they have attacked the american embassy uh, they set fire to the front of the American embassy. They set fire to the front of the White House down there in Tegucigalpa. They are blocking all main roads going into the capital, so there's no way to get there. And they did all of this by, by following the teachers and the doctors who were going on strike, which they do every year. Uh, and they used that situation to blow all of this out of proportion. They acted as if they were Antifa here, and they incited these riots everywhere. They're going door to door. They're taking the young men by force, and they're raping the young girls. They are killing the husbands of the household. So they're leaving these families stripped of nothing. Then they're going What's the motivation? Kathy, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but what, are the, what is the motivation for murdering the husbands? Because they're, when the wife can no longer pay the bills, they're going in and taking the land. Hmm. And you're talking about paying the bills. I, I, this is where we need to bring up a term that most people aren't going to be familiar with. It's called the war tax. And what I have learned from my DEA sources, a war tax is basically saying, well, there's a revolution and you got to pay to be protected. It takes everyone contributing. So you have a war tax on your house and every person in it and all your goods. And if you can't pay the war tax, you end up six feet under. That's is that right. Your, is that your understanding as well? Uh, yeah, that's right. And then what's and happening with these people is one day MS-13 shows up, war tax. Next day, 18th Street Gang shows up, war tax. So people will have even more than one war tax on their house. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, the, and who is getting the money for the war tax is the government of Honduras. That money is paid from the gangs to the government of Honduras. So it's gang tribute to get the government to leave them alone? No, the, the government, the new president down there wants communism in. Mm-hmm. That's what he's doing everything he can to get that done. And the people are trying to get him out, but it just isn't working. So he is the one that's paying the gangs. Now who's paying him? Well, I, I believe that's George Soros oh, and the Bingo. I was just going to say that. when you, yeah. I, I was prepared to ask your question. I didn't realize it was rhetorical. And you're exactly right. I have been told it is Soros' interests. Yeah. Yes. And, and the Koch brothers. They're in on this, too. Yes. And um, <laughs> shall I say the Koch brothers who have destroyed Colorado? Same Koch brothers. Same ones, same ones that uh, came from Minnesota, <laughs> and they own the refinery up here. By wow. the way, refineries 
we can look for the refineries to be bombed over and over and over again in the United States. These bombings, these explosions are not happening by accident. This is being done. And I think it's being done as part of false flags by the Muslims. The jihad is part Explain, of the jihad. What, are the, what do they have to gain by doing this? Remember that the Muslims, years ago, when they started coming in here, they started, they made a manifesto. And um, I can't remember that lady's name. I listened to the manifesto tonight. And the manifesto says that they would uh, claim jihad on the United States when they were ready and they will take us from within. Uh, on the manifesto, it, it names several different ways that they were going to do it. And, you know, I, I just told you what I think is going on here because I went to uh, Walmart over in a town about 12 miles from me. I don't want to say where that is right now. And um, that is a town that has been taken over by all Muslims. Most of the white people, and I was raised in that town, they've moved out of there. And it was almost all Muslim. However, when I went there last week to shop, I didn't see one Muslim in the street. I didn't see one Muslim in the Walmart working. I didn't see them in the Goodwill working. I didn't see them in the Perkins working. I didn't see them anywhere we went. It was all white people working, which I have to say was kind of nice to see, but that happens that happened like overnight that, that happened so fast I couldn't believe it and, the, and for us to not see one Muslim not walking in the street nothing no no that was so eerie when I went through there I said I said to my friend they're gathering for retaliation these guys Yeah. What so makes you need... think that? It, it almost sounds like before a tsunami, you know, the water kind of bottoms out in a bay and it goes out to ocean before it comes back at great heights and strength and does its devastation. That's what you're kind of describing. But well, what's the first thing that happened, Dave? I, I, listen, I'm not doubting what you're saying. It, it just the first thing that happened was the blow up of the refinery. Yes. Yeah. It, where, wherever that was. That was the very next day after the leak comes out that Trump is going to do this. Well, this is information I have, too, about the Trump deportation. I think that's what you're referencing here. Yes. His plans to deport 
Um, in consultation with one of my better sources who's been on top of this and told me this had been seriously discussed as long as six months ago, and now Trump is acting on it, this is quid pro quo. This is what I was told, is that if, if the globalists are going to create a situation in Honduras to create legitimate asylum seekers, which they are, they're murdering families, and entire right. villages got to leave, you know, by our law, they're allowed to come in because they're true asylum seekers. But Trump realized this is a manufactured situation and he's trying to block this. So what he's going to do, you send us a million, we're sending out a million. Uh, unfortunately, he's been undermined by McKillen, <clears throat> excuse me, his uh, DHS Judas acting director of DHS. And this man leaked the location and times of the ice raids. And so Trump had to pull back from doing this and delay it. Uh, this guy, uh, the acting DHS director, should be in prison for sedition. But, uh, Kathy, that's my understanding about what this is. It's a, it's a, it's a flip-flop. You give us a million, we're sending a million out. Is that your understanding as well? Yeah. And I think that um, he had a plan, and he didn't tell everybody his whole plan. But I think part of his plan was that as he was deporting him, he was just going to send him right back through Mexico again. They got to find their own way back. And that's what I would have done if I was him, because we don't have the money to deport. You got here that way, you get back that way. However, you realize that he forced Mexico to put soldiers, 6,000 soldiers, on that Guatemalan border. That was going to make it hard for everybody to get through. They would have been caught right on that border. So rather than to have that happen, they pre-prepared -pre -pre these gang members militarily all this time they're getting them ready and I believe that this is the last and final group at least from Honduras mm -hmm. that's going to be ready to go and this is the the gang of gangs this is the worst of the worst and I believe they will go up armed and this is going to be a bloodbath. What I was told, I actually addressed that. Um, and uh, I was told that with some of these immigrants that are coming here, that they're not coming with arms, but they're going to be united with arms caches that are pre-stored. Well, I can believe that. Because you have the Cubans coming in, you have the Russians down there. You have everybody working in there. Africans. Yeah. Ebola-ridden Africans. Yep. Yeah. Well, and, and we have 39 quarantine centers set up now. So when they do come in here, if they manage to get in, they have to go into the quarantine center for 21 days because it's a 21-day incubation period right. for Ebola. And then they go out. Well, within that 21 days, most of them going in with children, we have a, a rule, 20 days. 20 days is the most that you can hold them. And I even heard that it was 11 days. I really don't know which it is. But they're not holding them long enough. They should be holding them until they deport them. 
and take them the heck out of here. Because you can hold the Ebola in the irises of your eyes for up to six months before it activates. Well, there's another factor to consider here too, Kathy. I have um, 50 studies that indicate from probable to is true that Ebola can be transmitted through airborne means. Absolutely. And I'm talking journal-reviewed, peer-reviewed studies. Yep. Yep, I don't doubt that a bit. And if you take Ebola and scarlet fever and um, measles and dengue fever and you lay them side-by-side pictures of the rashes, they're exactly the same. So we are being told that these people are dying from measles, and you and I know that you don't die from measles. Mm-hmm. So how do we know what the heck they got in here? And today they named a new disease that we're supposed to be watching out for, which was the Crimean Ebola, Crimean something or other. Well, there are different strains of measles that I've had people tell me in the medical profession saying, the vaccines we have for measles will not work on the current strain of measles because they're being brought in by immigrants. Well, because they're weaponizing them. What do they have to do when they come in that border down there in southern uh, Mexico? If they managed to get in, they all had to receive injections. They were going in there healthy. They were healthy enough to make it there. And they're coming out of there sick. What are they getting in them injections? I don't know. Let's go back to um, Honduras for a second here and the... um the kidnapping of young boys out of their homes and the killing of their fathers and the raping of the women and taking women also too. They're taking the young girls. I forgot to mention this, that uh, they are taking them out for sex trafficking means as well, putting them into bondage as well. Um, But this is also what I was told. I I said, who's the brainchild of this? And I was asking my best source on this right now, which happens to be a DEA official. And he said to me, well, clearly it's the Soros people. And he said, no question about it. But he also said there is a heavy CIA involvement down here. Exactly. I met them all. I knew them all. They were at the embassy. They have an office at the embassy. Well, they would. CIA has an office in every embassy. Yeah. So I met the the ones that were there, and I knew who they were. Well, just like the Iran-Contra affair, I understand that with regard to the Honduran factions of rebels, 18th Street Gang, MS-13, they're facilitating arms shipments to them, and that's a CIA operation. Mm -hmm. It's fast and furious Honduras style is what it is. Yeah. Yep. It's unbelievable. And they and where are you going to get your arms? Well, you steal them out of the house that you just took the kids out of. Because all Hondurans are pretty much armed. Well, I heard the rank and file is not. I carried. I carried every day that I was there. Hmm. 
then I guess here, here's my question. Why aren't these families in these villages where these thugs come up to enact their kidnappings and murders, why aren't they being collectively opposed? I think they're just too scared. They get it when the women are there. And if they get lucky, they get the men there and they kill them right away. You know, when you see five gang members coming to your house, you're scared. You don't think you have a chance, so they don't, they're not shooting. Me, I'd be shooting. <laughs> when I saw the whites of their eyes, I'd be shooting. One of the things that tipped me off to the problems in that area were the media accounts in Central and South America. We weren't seeing any of that here. As I mentioned, my video on Honduras, the first one, was not remonetized until PBS put out a special on this. And I thought, well, that same day. Same, well, yeah, it's, it's just, it's not coincidental that happened that way. Um, but I, I guess here, here's what I'm saying. Well, let me back up here. One of the reports I read, and I think this was out of, um, I want to say it was out of Peru. And what they said was when they were interviewing some people in Honduras, they, the young men were saying, we have a better chance of being murdered by gunfire than we do of getting jobs. Do you agree? That's, Is that an over-exaggeration? No, that's the truth. Either that or you're going to get it with a machete, one or the other. Um, so where is this headed now? Okay, let, let's let's we've talked well, about a crisis that's unfolding here and there's a lot of moving parts. Let's let's try to connect some dots here. When they're done reclaiming the land, because that's the goal of the government down there, then you'll see that last group come north. Okay, Kathy, just hold on a second here. It sounds like something's rubbing up against your microphone. I don't know. Oh. If you, yeah, I don't know if you have any control of that or not, but it's coming Not through. Really. really. Okay. All right. Yeah, there there it is again right there. Okay. Let me twist this. All right. Okay, so we'll make better? an equipment adjustment here. Yeah. This is live radio, folks. Um, <laughs> so we'll, uh, what I want to do, though, is, is there are so many moving pieces right now. Um, one of the people that I read did mention what you said about the doctors and uh, the teachers going on strike and they do every year yeah but every how does year. that relate to this situation i want to compare your answer to because what I, I think read. that they they took these people out of the prison and they tested them to see were they going to do what they were told to do and they're acting like antifa they're going in and they are the ones starting the fires they are the ones doing this whole mess the teachers and the and the doctors aren't doing this. They're just marching for more money. Mm -hmm. But they took advantage of that situation, and they let them people out of prison. I, I'm still trying to figure out how the teachers and the doctors provide cover for this movement. I th they just join in with the manifestos, with the with the protests. So in other words, just you got like you got protest here. one, you got protest two, you got protest three, and somehow they all merge together to get more stamping feet in the street. Is that it? 
Right. Okay. And I'll tell you what, when you protest in Honduras, they come out of the mountains. They come from everywhere. You get humongous protests. What's the reason for that? Because the government doesn't pay them. You know, it's socialized medicine. Here you are, folks. You want to see socialized medicine at its best. And it's socialized teaching. Everything is paid for by the government. This is what they want to bring you to the colleges here and to the schools here. And so everything is done at the order of the government. They're in charge of everything. And yet they call themselves a democracy. Socialized medicine was a theme in a report that I read. One of the first media accounts in this country. I, off the top of my head, I don't recall the source. But they said fears of socialized medicine are putting people in the street. And yeah. I'm thinking, okay, but that has nothing to do with going door to door and abducting young boys for military purposes. Uh, that this, this is, um, like I said, it's deception in the media of the highest order. And it tells me, and I'll tell you why I know it's a CIA operation. It's CIA operation because of the fact that it's so tightly controlled about what's being released here versus what I can read in foreign sources. I don't even need to have my DEA source to get what I'm getting. It's just, he gives me a professional perspective that I don't have on my own to connect those dots. Right. And that's what I get from him. But I'm getting pretty much the same information from media sources, just not American. And we know the CIA is controlling our media. I mean, the $600 million deal between Jeff Bezos and the CIA is living proof of this. And when I look at that headline, socialized medicine, driving people to the street, this is why I was pressing you on the point about the doctors and the teachers. I suspected it was just getting more people in the streets to have bigger numbers. Let me go to and tell you a situation that's happening right now in Loveland, Colorado. And it's something that Paul Martin has reported on. Paul Martin has found witnesses who have seen these people from Turkey who have these weird tattoos on their necks. And so Paul investigated and asked the right people, eventually got a good answer. Oh, those are Turkish prisoners. They're released from prison. Now, what the hell are they doing in Walmart in Loveland, Colorado? Uh, which, by the way, is Larimer County, and you know the problems of Larimer County, Fort Collins, Agenda 21, and so forth. But they're there, and what Paul learned was that these people are the worst of the worst, but they are disciplined enough that they can be trained to follow orders as a military force. And they're in or near Loveland, Colorado. It sounds very similar to what we're talking about here, doesn't it, with emptying the jails? Yeah. And let me tell you about prisoners in Honduras because I, I I worked in all the prisons in Honduras every day for 12 years so I worked with all the gang members and the gang leaders the average age of a prisoner down there is 16 to 25 They come from homes without fathers, and they are the sole support of their homes. When they get older, five, the mother sends them out because they have to go to work. They have to earn a living. So most are not educated. 
and if they are educated, it's just a couple of years, not much. So they're looking for someone to love them and respect them and treat them like human beings, which I did in the prison. So I had the respect of them all. And I'll tell you, when we got hit in 2001, when our towers went down, I got notified from policemen, from leaders in the military, from everybody in the prison by the time I got back to Honduras. I had stacks and stacks of notes from the prisoners. Just tell us where you want us to go, who you want us to kill. We're going, we'll take care of this for you. And I always said, don't quit your day job because we don't know who did this. <laughs> Before we so, went, okay, go ahead. You get what you give with these people. And I think we made a bad mistake and we didn't give what we should have been giving when they were younger. And now we're going to pay the price. When you say these kids are turned out by their mothers because they got to earn a living, are mm -hmm. these the peewees who are the lookouts and then later the facilitators of drug trafficking? They earn money however they can. And then the gangs are right there to grab them, the gang leaders. Okay, but what are their typical occupations? How do they make ends meet? They don't. They're begging in the street, and they're stealing, and they're doing whatever the gang leader tells them they have to do. By the time they're less than eight, some of them, they've already killed a person because they have to prove themselves to these gang leaders. Mm -hmm. But I had a lot of them begging me to get them out of there. Will you be my mother? Will you be my mother? I wish I could. I wish I could have taken them all out because we wouldn't have this mess. But I think this is the price that we pay for not having fathers in the home. This well, is what I think. The liberals last Father's Day, they said, it's a celebration of toxic, uh, what they call it, toxic masculinity. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it, this is, I was having a discussion with a religious leader yesterday, and we're from slightly different faiths, share some common beliefs. And this person said to me about the crisis of culture in this country, and I agree. And I said, yes, anything that promotes one man, one woman, uh, marriage, kids, white picket fence, good moral values, any semblance of Christianity, um, that's on the outs. Those are undesirable traits today. Traits yep. that'll get you censored, ostracized, and someday I think hunted. Now, when we look at that set of variables here, it makes sense to me why they're going after the family structure in this country the way they are because as you're pointing out here very aptly in Honduras we see the result of undoing the family right yeah we just haven't we haven't seen what it's done for our white population 
yet but we're going to and I think part of what we see going on is all of the LGBT garbage that goes on that's part of the price we're paying yeah my and I have a slightly more liberal position on this you know, we have to answer for our actions, our sins at the end of days. And I'm not God. I don't judge. I don't care about victimless crimes, people behind the scenes. And I know some of this stuff with this movement is becoming not victimless any longer. We're not talking about preferences. We're talking about bullying in some yeah. cases. And I, I hear you. But I, I tell you, I, I know a lot of people who are gay. I've experienced getting to know them through the course of my day, my work. And most of them just want to be left alone to live their lives. Yep. And I'm just saying, well, I mean, you choose your path. That's fine. I'm not going to judge you. I will never discriminate against you. In well, fact, I've defended some against persecution. I um, have a sister that's gay. And, I'm not. and we feel the same way. But I, what I'm saying here is this, is that the movement's becoming militarized. And it's becoming yeah. militarized against heterosexuals. Mm -hmm. And this bothers me. And I have to tell you, a lot of gay people aren't on board with this. Uh, I forget no, the, I, and my sister's not. She yeah, told me last week, I'm done with the LGBT. This is it. Yeah. I, just, I see how they're acting, and that's not me. I smell Soros money turning this organization into antagonizers. And that's what I see. And when it was just a movement to say, hey, we have the right to the same civil liberties as everybody else, that's fine. And I compliment them for standing up for their rights. But when you begin to go after another segment the same way that your group was persecuted only years ago, then I have to question, what have you learned from your own history? And who's really putting money into this movement? Because I think it's about creating division. See, Kathy, it's black versus white. It's citizen yep. versus immigrant. It's, uh, it's all these differences we're exaggerating so we can have the ultimate struggle for who's gonna control this country. Well, if you wanna control a country and control a nation, that's really simple just put in no-fault divorce because I watched it happen in Honduras when I went down there the first year I was there there still was not divorces allowed the second year I was there the no-fault divorce came in and 10,000 divorces happened within a month just couldn't believe it and it only costed $30 down there to get a divorce. No. Amitai Etzioni, he's often referred to as the father of modern sociology. He once said, the family can exist without the state, but the state can never exist Amen. without the family. Amen. And this is what we're seeing right now. The way the globalists want to undo America so they can impose unilaterally their world governance and their world economic system. And the way that you take down a country as powerful as ours, the jugular is the family. And if you mm -hmm. take down the family, you take down the country and you don't have to worry about the nuclear weapons. That's exactly right. You, you destroy the family, you got the whole nation. We need to step aside just for a second here. We're speaking with Kathy Rubio, 
And I wanted to let people know that we have a sponsor for this last segment of the program, my good friend, Robert Griswold, who is the owner of ReadyMadeResources.com. He's King Prepper. And not only does he have the best stuff, he does water filtration to night vision, communications equipment, you name it, he's got it. He finances the high end at a very reasonable rate. But here's the thing that sets Bob apart from everybody else who offers prepper services in mass like he does. He gives you free consultations. Everybody else I know of charges. Bob will meet you where you're at and say, this is where you got to start based on your level of preparation. And I'm going to help you. And he'll consult with you for free. And you don't have to even buy anything from him. He's truly a man of God. He truly serves the public. Go to readymaderesources.com to find out more. You'll see on the screen there the stuff he offers. And the number is right there. It's an 800 number, free of charge. Call him. He often picks up the phone himself. ReadyMadeResources.com, Bob Griswold. Well, we're speaking again with Kathy Rubio, and Kathy has life experience throughout Central America. She's been a consultant on this show on a number of issues, and we're both talking about a breaking story. Now, usually when Kathy and I get on the air, it's like one, two, three, four, and then we jump to the other column, five, six, seven, eight, and it flows really well. It's really a smooth interview. This is a little more jagged than we normally do, and I want to emphasize emphasize why this is a breaking story we are both still processing the enormity of these events and the consequential overrun to the united states of these events and this is why we're kind of like okay we're here for a minute we're going from one to three and then five to two in terms of going sequentially because i don't think we've established a sequential order yet because this is such a breaking story kathy would you agree with that assessment yes Yeah, it's taken a lot to process what's going on down there because Honduras was so peaceful and how how it can just change in that short amount of time is just amazing to me. But that's what's going to happen here. And that's what we're not watching for, Dave. When you say it's going to happen here, how do you see that unfolding here? Can you give us a few examples? Oh, I think we're going to have jihad. I think we already are having it and we just don't see it yet because when when Trump says that he's going to deport them all and they disappear within a day and then the next day you have uh, an oil well blowing up no you already got the beginnings of jihad and there was a a video I sent you today where the Islamics are saying that they are going to every day for 30 days they're going to create havoc inside the United States so we have to be watchful and I I want to watch what happens to our militia because I see that the militia is all heading up to Oregon right now to help with the Kate, you know, all dots connect, Dave, <laughs> to help with this Kate, whatever, her Brown, the governor up there, because she's trying to put their senators in jail. The, Repub- the Republican senators, that is. Yeah, the Republican ones, yeah. right. And so the militias from south are going north well don't we need them south (laughs) 
<laughs> see, you see, they just create havoc everywhere. It's you know, Satan is much smarter than we are. We don't even have to get down to the level of Satan, although I agree that this is the uh, spiritual component behind all this. But yeah. uh, it's principle 13 of rules for radicals. Overwhelm with too many things to solve. Right. And this is what we're seeing right now. And I think you're absolutely right about the uh, the distractions that are going on. And there are no coincidences. And the longer that I do this work, you know, um, there are no coincidences. Things are very, very interrelated. And That's the fact right. that you had the blowing up of the oil refinery, the fact that you've got this uh, governor, this out of control governor in Oregon, who's sending law enforcement to hunt down Republicans who fled the state to hide so they can't have a quorum of voting on this these crazy pieces of legislation in Oregon. It's absolutely nuts. I just did a broadcast on this and, and I'm thinking, when in American history, Kathy, did you ever think we'd have a governor hunting down Republican senators from the opposite party? I don't know. I mean, do you understand how I, crazy I've that seen sounds? so many things lately. I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. I can't even pop the popcorn fast enough anymore. <laughs> I know. I like to mention a story with my dear beloved wife. She, uh, when I got started in this business, she said, uh, "Oh, it's a pretty good article, and it's good. Do you think you ever run out of things to write about?" <laughs> we laugh about that now. We 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 chuckle on that point because I'm overwhelmed. I get yeah. up and it's kind of like there's ten critical issues. May as well just throw a dart and decide which one I'm going to go after. Exactly. Um, I'm staying more close at home now, more to issues that I can link into spirituality. Um, and because what I want to show that's happening here in Central America, um, I I'm praying for the people of Honduras. They are not our enemy. And you always say, well, they're coming north. They're going to cross our borders. Yes, I agree. This is not something that we need. We can't afford it. I agree with that. But these are our, our human brothers and sisters, children of God, many of them Catholic and good Catholics, and they don't deserve what they're getting. These are human beings whose lives are being wrecked and often They ended. are being sacrificed yeah. before they even get here. The, by the globalists. So they can unseat America. Exactly. Yes. And I pray for the welfare of these people. I, I feel horrible for them. And and I and like I said, so this is an issue that's important to me because it has the spiritual component. And I think we as Christians are really tested here because I know in our nation, our schools, our hospitals, our infrastructure, we can't absorb all of the people coming. Let me tell you what I was told by one of my sources who said you cannot use my agency name because he's afraid it would be traced to him. But he said this. He said, Dave, it's not Honduras. It's going to be Nicaragua next. He said that will be an easy spark to 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 light and then he said uh, then of course there's a venezuela problem he said there's going to be a colombian problem there's going to be an ecuadorian problem he said he he expects and people laughed at me when i said this and i reported the first time when i was told the same thing by a dhs man we're expecting 160 million immigrants at some point in our future to try and cross our borders and they're these globalists are going to ferment one crisis after another until they can get basically almost everyone seemingly coming north. I just want to know one thing. Why are we the people not standing up and taking every one of those globalists out of there? I don't know. 
Um, I mean, I've written about the psychological reasons. I mean, you know, um, you know, we just we don't see the problem unless it's a crisis. That's one. But there's bystander apathy. Well, I see the problem, Dave. Yeah. Okay. Good luck with that. You know, someone else will take care of it. And then there's cognitive dissonance. People have a worldview, Kathy, of something, and they think this is how the world works. And when something like this comes along that's so horrific, they can't process it. So they choose to ignore it and put blinders on and act like it doesn't exist and tune it out. And there's that crazy Dave Hodges and Kathy Rubio again. We need to tune them out. And so you've got the cognitive dissonance group. This is basically what we're looking at and then here in this country too we have still the effects of group think um, through the mainstream media you know nothing to see here move along it's okay and i wanted to mention this too along those lines and that pbs report okay the pbs report basically said oh there's been accusations of political organizations funding the migrant waves there's no political organizations here blah blah blah. how would a reporter on the street know that they wouldn't know that you don't show up put a microphone in someone's face who's marching and say yeah i don't see the political guy here it was designed to be a cover piece and it was all tugging at the heartstrings which it did me i felt bad for these people but they didn't really tell the true story what's well, who's behind MS-13? Who's behind the 18th Street Gang? Who's behind the war tax? Who's behind all this stuff that's forcing these people to abandon their homes and come north? That's the question they ignored on purpose. Well, President Hernandez in Honduras, he's behind the war tax. There's one guilty party. Or the CIA advised and him to do it. Yep. Yeah, they work in hand in hand. Otherwise, the Hondurans would not have went after the American embassy. They know the connections. They're not dumb people. Why isn't the 101st Airborne landing in this city where they attacked the embassy? Well, you'd have to ask uh, Trump that. Yeah, that's um, a rhetorical question. And here's Kathy. my other question: Why is Trump uh, supposedly chilling for the weekend in Camp David? He chills in Marlago. There's more security in Camp David. Mm-hmm. That's why. So are we looking at, that's a good question. I'm so glad you brought this up. It's a very astute observation on your part. Um, is he afraid of assassination because he's not playing ball with Iran? Sanctions, no war. Sorry, go away, John Bolton and all your neocon friends. Um, or is it that he's planning to deport millions of people that are illegally in this country and that upsets the apple cart greatly? See, he's already done more. Trump has already done more, Kathy, than Kennedy ever did. That got his head blown off. Well, John Bolton is over in Israel right now with uh, Netanyahu. And I, God help us, I don't know what he's doing there. Obama is going around the country, countries, and I'm told that he is in Iran right now. Is that the truth? I don't know. 
if he's in Iran, it can only be to create more problems. No, I'd agree. Trump came out with something, though, the MIGA plan, M-I-G-A. And if you haven't heard this, you're going to laugh. It's okay. called Make Iran Great Again. And oh, I did hear it. And Trump went on. He elaborated and said, we could be really good friends. We should sit down and talk. He's, he's imposing the art of the deal and the win-win philosophy instead of a win-lose neocon philosophy. And he's basically saying, I'm going to find a way around this war. The question is, is I hate to say it this way, Kathy, I fear for the president's life on this issue. We make I his way too. around a sniper's bullet. Yeah, and it might be one of our own that does it. I don't know who will fire. I'm not sure about what agency. I'm sure it'll be foreign, like they did with Kennedy, um, because it's hard to trace. But I, I fear for his life, and the country needs to pray for him. And you go, oh, Dave, yeah. you've been on Trump about not standing up to censorship, and he hasn't done enough on the border, and the blah, blah, blah. Yes, but he's still our president. He needs our prayers. He needs our protection, and he's a hell of a lot better than Hillary Clinton. Listen, I heard today, just today, and I made a copy of this. I'll send it over to you. Trump got handed the keys to the Internet. He is now lock, stock, and barrel, the owner of the Internet. He controls Google. He controls them all. Because when... Um, What's that guy's name that says that he developed Facebook? Was he the co-founder? Yeah. Yeah, the guy that opposes Zuckerberg, and his name jumps out of Zuckerberg, my head. Zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah but the, he's, he's, Zuckerberg's yeah. partner has turned on him, his original partner. Yeah. And his name jumps out of my head right now. But, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying on this. But you just dropped a bombshell. Can you can you be more explicit on your source for the keys that's to what the I want to, That's what I want to do. That's okay. American intelligence that uh, brought that to me today, sent me over a video. And the, the fellow who is the partner of the American intelligence group, is the actual founder of Facebook and Google. And the and Zuckerberg stole it from them, from their group. So they have been fighting in the courts and they have gained back the ownership and they handed it to Trump. Boy, this is another topic for another day. Um, mm -hmm. Shame on you for bringing this midnight revelation to us. <laughs> um, hey, Kathy, we're just about out of time. We've got about uh, 45 seconds here, and I want to give you an opportunity to promote how people can follow you. And by the way, Kathy is going to be on the first hour of our Wednesday show on KHNC 1360 AM Wednesday, and that will be 11 AM Mountain Time. And just put in 1360 AM, you'll find a way to listen live. There's all kinds of ways. Kathy, how do people follow you very quickly? Well, this week I'll be on the Scott Bennett show. And that would be Wednesday afternoon at 3. So that would probably be the best way because they took me off the air again oh my. last week. Oh. 
Why am I not surprised? Well, Kathy, yeah. we are flat out of time. And okay. this was a very hastily put together interview. Yes, and but we it's got a lot a little, of information on it. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, I'll tell you, a lot of moving parts here. Uh, we're going to consolidate this and we're going to come back with more, I'm sure. Kathy, thanks so much and uh, have fun with Scott and say hello to him from me because I will Scott and I are friends and he just does tremendous work. But Kathy, always yes. a pleasure to have you on, my friend. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Good night, everyone. God bless America. Yep.